0: this week on your favorite soap opera It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news scoops and recaps Now here's
1: Dan Welcome to a milestone here on Soap Central Live. hey everybody I'm your host Dan Kroll and this is episode number 27 of our hourly week-long chats or let's try that again of our week-long week hour-long chats about anything and everything soaps. Take the number of weeks you have in a year, divide that by two, and what do you get? Don't worry, you don't have to dust off your abacus. I'll do the math for you. With this week's episode, Soap Central Live is officially into the second half of our first season. So hopefully over the past 26 weeks, you've gotten to know a little bit more about me, and I hope that I've been able to help you learn a little more about some of your favorite daytime stars. This really is such an incredible forum for all of us soap fans. And the second half of this season is only going to get better. So if you have comments about the show, suggestions for guests, or anything else, please take just a minute of your time to email radio at soapcentral.com and send over some of your thoughts. I read every message, and I'll be sure to get back to you. And that's the best way to really help set what's going to go on on Soap Central Live in the future. Now, I don't want to ruin your impression of me, but truth be told on just very rare occasions just every so often i do admit to liking to stir up just the tiniest bit of trouble just every now and again and another little known fact that i've actually had a chance to exploit here on the show is that i'm a sucker for a really good pun so this week's show is going to be particularly fun for me i'm sure you're aware that soap operas are no longer confined to the television set you can watch them on your computer and even on your cell phone it's that new flexibility that's really helped give rise to a new generation of soaps. This week, I'm joined by two stars and the executive producer of the new hit web series, Misbehave. That's two words, "Misbehave." behave I just wanted to make sure that was clear so that there's no misunderstanding. Yes, it's going to be like that all hour. So let's jump right into things with our first guest. Soap fans may remember Jillian Clare for the years she spent as Abigail Devereaux on NBC's Days of Our Lives. Well, she's all grown up now and playing the lead role in Misbehave, a character by the name of Tori Archer, who's a good girl gone. Well, let's find out exactly what she's gone. Jillian, welcome to Soap Central Live.
2: Hi, how are you? I'm pretty good. So
1: let's talk about Tori. I was describing her. I was going to say a good girl gone bad, but you mm-hmm. know her better than I do. What do you think? Let's Describe Tori for us.
2: Well, I don't think Tori is necessarily a good girl gone bad. I just think she doesn't really have any guidance. You know, her her mom is a huge publicist, and her dad is a huge author, so they're always traveling, and they leave Tori and her brother Billy alone. And so Mm -hmm. there's nobody really guiding them at home. And she's always been the good girl, but she meets this mysterious, charming, handsome bad boy, and every good girl loves their bad boy, so she starts to fall for this guy, and... I think it's more the fact that she falls for this guy and is willing to be associated with a bad crowd to be able to be with him.
1: Now, a few weeks ago here on the show, I had an author on who described 12 things that she's actually learned from soap operas. And number one on that list was do not lie. And within the first 30 seconds of the first episode of Misbehave, Tori seemed to already be sort of involved in, in spinning some of her lives. So first, obviously Tori isn't listening to the show. But two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but two, uh, is that a safe way to describe it? Do you think it's lying, or is it not being honest? Well, I think difference? it's more
2: of not being honest. I mean, yeah, she lies, but it's only to ultimately protect the feelings of her friends, because she doesn't want to tell her good friends, because then she thinks that they'll get mad at her or, you pissed off at her for some reason, you know, because she's seen the bad crowd. So I don't, think it's, I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, I'm going to start lying to everybody. It's just trying to make both worlds work.
1: Now, I'm ancient in terms, <laughs> in terms of this. Do you think that this is something that's really current? Uh, I mean, you hear about it on the news, and you can sort of see it superfluously walking on the streets, but do you think that this is something that kids really have to deal with nowadays?
2: Definitely. I mean, everything that we address in this behave is something that I've seen my friends go through. So this is definitely um, a close to home subject. I've seen a good friend of mine go through this, and it's kind of like you're you're struggling between, you know, basically. I think Tori is just a people pleaser, and I think that's the the reason why she's so you know, confused and doesn't know what to do about the situation, the reason why she doesn't say anything is because she knows that she'll get in trouble by multiple people in her life, her mom, her dad, her two best friends from, you know, kindergarten. So a couple of them, and she doesn't want that to happen. So I think it's something that a lot of teenagers go through. We all have that stage where, you know, we have the choice to either go down the bad road or ignore it. And Tori definitely does not ignore it.
1: Well, you talked a little bit about going down roads. Let's go down a road in another direction just for a bit and talk about some of your memories from being on Days of Our Lives. Obviously, big soap opera. You were a little younger back then. What are some of mm-hmm. your, your memories? It must have been, in my head, probably a, a little overwhelming at the start.
2: Um, it was a little bit, but I remember actually the casting director telling me that one of the reasons she loved me so much is because I came from theater. And with mm. theater, you only get one shot to do something right. And with soap operas, as I'm sure you're it, you know, it's like one take, in, and you're you're going to the scene. And I have to say, I'm sorry for my puppy. She's whining <laughs> in the background. I just got her two days ago, and she wants older.
1: <laughs> Aw, what kind of puppy is she?
2: She's a cockerzu, so she's half cocker spaniel, half shih no, Her name is Bessie. She's the cutest thing in the world.
1: <laughs> we'll say hi to her. We'll we'll talk maybe more to her later on in the show.
2: Yes, yeah. but um. I do remember, you know, during the time that I was on, there was um, a huge serial killer story going on. Yeah.
3: And
2: I remember always being at funerals, like, constantly with someone who played my mom, Missy Reeves. And we just had to find something to do in all these takes because we weren't necessarily key players in these funerals, but our bodies had to be there. Right. Um, so what we would do is actually I had my little Game Boy Nintendo. And we'd put it in either my purse or her purse. And when they'd call cut and then they'd be switching stuff around, we'd take out the Nintendo and start playing. And then as soon as they were about to call action, we'd throw it away quickly. (laughs) That was something that was really funny that happened. And there was also this one amazing scene with Melissa Reeves and Dreddy Hutzler, And um, me and my mom were making cookies. In the scene, and or actually, no, not cookies, cake. And we had okay. cake batter everywhere, and we got into this flower fight. And then we started throwing the cake batter. Well, the end scene was the best because we had to plan this out perfectly because we only had one shot to get this right. <laughs> and it was that Brody walks right at the time where I'm about to get my mom with the cake batter, and all the cake batter just goes onto Brody. So that was wow. one of the best scene that's probably ever filmed. It was hysterical.
1: See, that's the thing about television, those food fight scenes, they always seem like such a great idea, but in, in the real world, you're the one that has to clean up the mess, so I don't know that... Yeah,
2: exactly. I don't you know that I would ever want to do because that. I got that awesome food fight experience, and I didn't have to clean up.
1: <laughs> well, aside from learning how to properly fling cake batter, what mm-hmm. are some of the other things, it's a segue, one after another here, what are some of the other things that you have really learned from your time in daytime?
2: Well, I think a lot of actors who go to daytime are are really trained in the respect that when you're on daytime, you have to realize that you probably get one take, and if you get a second, it's because you really messed up or something messed up with the camera. You don't really get a second a second try on any scene. So on daytime, you have to really be constantly prepared and just realize that this is you know fast time. We're filming an episode a day. So you have to be fully, fully prepared. There's no like, oh, can I, can I retry that? There's, there's no, none of that which you can do on films. Hmm. So to be in daytime, it's, it's a struggle. I mean, I, I commend everyone on daytime, especially people who are on it every single day because it's such, it's such a job. It really is because of everything that you have to learn constantly every day and then just throw it away. So that's something that you really get used to. And then it's like, I have a recurring role on um, the Nickelodeon show Victorious now, so mm-hmm. I go from Days of Our Lives, which is really fast moving, and actually we did the same thing with Misbehave. We moved so fast. We we did. A, I'm surprised that we got through it all in the amount of time we did. We did a whole first season in ten days, which is wow. incredible. <laughs> um, so we were moving really quickly on that, and then I get to Victorious, and we're on the same scene for like six hours. It, just, <laughs> it cracks me up. It's hysterical how things work.
1: Well, in addition to some of the other stuff, we have about oh, two minutes or so until we have to take a break. You're not just a star of misbehavior, you're also an executive producer and a wardrobe stylist.
2: That I am. The wardrobe was a lot of fun for me because I'm, I am so obsessed with clothes and fashion <laughs> and shoes. My shoes are like... Tiny pair. How many um, pairs? I have over hundred and twenty oh. right now. <laughs> I've like been obsessed with shoes since I was probably like ten years old. I'm still in love with them. Wow. But, um we had an amazing girls um sponsor for the clothing on Misbehave. We had Lulu's dot com and they literally just said to me, You know what? You go on online, you you just find what you want for each character for all the scenes and we'll send it to you and it was the most amazing thing ever. I just got to go online and Get everything wow. sent to me, so that was that was a major relief. And we had a great sponsor for guys too, called Stylin' Online, and they did most of the guys shirts. And they did the same thing. We've we've been really blessed with sponsors. It's incredible. And being the executive producer was a lot of fun too, because I got to see the whole thing go from script to screen, which is amazing. It's such a like thrilling experience to be wow. a part of it for that long.
1: That's kind of crazy. Now, we are coming up here on the break. Uh, will you stick around with us for the next segment? Definitely. Uh, well, great. We'll be back with a little more misbehaving. I told you guys there'd be lots of puns. We'll be back a little more with Jillian, and we'll be joined by the series Creative Mind in the next segment. And, of course, coming up later in the hour, Patrika Darbo. So stay tuned for more of Subcentral Live after the break.
0: are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Soap Central Live. This week, we are talking about the new Online web series, Misbehave. Of course, we have Jillian Clare on the line with us.
2: But, hello.
1: (laughs) Welcome back. I'm glad you were able to stick around.
2: Yes, sir. Of course. Now,
1: we're going to be joined by Susan Bernhardt, who is the creative force behind Misbehave. So I guess you can call her (laughs) Misconception. Thank you. I appreciate the laugh. (laughs) Hey, I'm here. And in true soap opera fashion. She shares a shocking connection to Jillian. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking some time out to visit Soap Central Live.
5: Oh, of course. Thanks for having us.
1: Let's get right to the question I think most people go to when they think of online web series. And what is it that prompted you to create Misbehave?
5: Well, misbehave is actually uh was initially the concept for to be a companion web series. So if you're familiar with those, it's basically uh, a, a web series that goes with a network show. Okay. And <clears throat> I had the idea for the network pilot. And in the network pilot were the um the people that you hear Tori and Billy at our show talk about all the time, which is the Queen and her husband. Yes. And the Queen being a big, big Hollywood publicist and her minions and her that works for her. So it was uh, she's kind of a character like um uh Meryl Streep's character on Devil Wears Prada. That's the Queen. Gotcha. So I had an idea for that and she had two kids named Tori and Billy. And when I was coming up with the idea for that series, you know, Jillian and I had <clears throat> talked about it a little bit and I um I thought, well, why not just take teenage kids seem to not have any parental guidance hmm. and make the show, the series, just about them and their lives and all that fun stuff. So, you know, I did that and I still have, I then I then I went back and wrote my pilot. So I have a network pilot, which is basically the mother of Misbehave that I'm now sitting with and I'm not sure what I'm going to do with because now I'm so busy with Misbehave. <laughs> right.
1: Wow. Okay, so that's that's interesting how... The the follow-up, the companion, ended up coming out before where it sort of spawned from.
5: Right. Yeah, it is interesting. It's kind of... I, I definitely put the um, cart before the horse, but that's worked out this time.
1: <laughs> well, now that you're involved in the misbehave process,
5: mm-hmm.
1: is it what you expected it was going to be?
5: I think it's even more than I expected. You know, I've had... Um, I've had a really we've had a really really strong response from the show and um you know we I basically sat with it for 2 years <clears throat> before we put it into production. Oh wow, um, that's a long time. It is a long time. Well, I had some people that were interested. I had we had interest from some people that wanted to, you know, basically take it and run with it. What we really wanted <clears throat> was, you know, somebody to brand their <clears throat> excuse me, brand their product into it and help sponsor the show through, you know, production costs. And it's something that's happening. It's just a full process. You know, advertisers are finally starting to get to realize, you know, there is a significant value to this form, but they don't right. quite get it yet. Nobody kind of gets the whole process yet. Mm. And um we sat and waited and waited, waited and finally last basically last September I said, you know what, I'm not waiting anymore. We're doing this, and we're doing it on our own. And fortunately, I was able to draw on a lot of resources and connections that we had made over the last 10 years of living here and um, be able to put something amazing together on a shoestring budget.
1: Well, let me put the same question to Jillian as well. Jillian, was this actually from start to now? Is this what you expected it to be or something else?
2: Um. It's weird because when we went to set, you know, it was definitely like, okay, well, it's a work environment. But it's funny because everyone who's on set, we're all friends. Brett, Delbino, and Jenna Stone, who play my two good best friends, Dylan and Danielle, on the show, are my real best friends in real life. Ah. So it's it's almost like we're just going to work but still get to play. And then the guy <laughs> who plays my um, my boyfriend on there, Marco James, he's been a good friend of mine for going on three years now and i've known the girl plays tasha bianca magic for almost two years and the guy who plays um my brother billy trevor nelson i hang out with him all the time so it's, it's funny because when you go to work with all of your friends you're just like oh this is awesome this is really cool you know it's work and friends it's work and play and then you see the product and you're like wow this is like this is really something this is awesome so it's it was definitely an experience and i know we're all super stoked to go back to um, filming chicken season in August.
1: We're gonna talk about some of the characters, but since you, you mentioned the character of Tasha, look mm-hmm. out for her. She strikes me as trouble. Just watch her. I've been
5: with
1: her. <laughs> Just, Yeah, keep an eye on her. Don't go don't let her get too far ahead or too far behind. That's all. Let me go back yeah. with
5: this <laughs> oh, Tell Tori totally though. You know when in creating those characters, Tasha was really the funnest. actually I write it too, I write under a, a different name as a tribute to my mother and father but I do write it too, and she was actually the funnest character to write for because, you know, I just, I tried to come up with really interesting dialogue to come out of her mouth that really would showcase what a bad seed she really could be.
1: Well, it worked. It definitely worked.
5: (laughs) Good. (laughs)
1: Now, with the web being sort of a new forum for original content, I'm wondering what are some of the challenges that come along with trying to put together a series that's going to be viewed exclusively on the internet.
5: I, I, I the last part of it. I'm sorry. Trying to come up with what?
1: What are some of the challenges that are associated with putting together uh, a web series?
5: Well, I think I think for us, um, you know, we've been fortunate because uh, we have, as I said, a real professional um, crew and cast. Not only, you know, myself, I come from the publicity world. So I've been able to draw on those resources of the connections that I've made over the many years that I've been doing PR for actors. Hmm. And I think that's one of the things that most people run into is that roadblock of now that we have it, what are we going to do with it? How do right. we market it? And fortunately, um, you know, we knew from ago that we didn't want to just throw something up there that didn't have good production quality and a good story. You know, we wanted to tell a story rather than you know. There's a lot of web series out there, and mm-hmm. God bless them all for putting everything out there, but a lot of them are comedic, and a lot of them are just let's tell tell the story of you know John and Sue, and they just got married, and this is their quirky life. Okay. So you know, it's fun. No, and, absolutely. And that's, the, that's the direction where a lot of them go, but we were really, really conscious of wanting to together something that was we would we would consider it could translate over to television real easy. Okay. And um, I just didn't think there was anything out there that would draw that you know, young adult slash older teen right. again, like a gossip girl or, uh, you know, we're called a teen web soap, which is exactly what we wanted to be.
1: Well, uh, hopefully this doesn't uh, destroy any demographics, but I'm well out of the teen demographic, and I, <laughs> yeah. I've,
5: I've enjoyed it immensely. <laughs> well, And it's funny because um, in talking to some other people, too, that are well out of the demographics, which, you know, I considered the demographic to be more about, you know, teens to 30. Okay. They call that many different types of things, but I call it the echo generation, and that was our main demographics. But at the same time, I've had a lot of people say, I don't feel like I'm watching a teen show when I watch it, even though it's a cast of teens.
1: Right. No, I think that that is sort of something that, you can get past relatively easy. It's not just oh, look at all the teens. It's never really well, hammered home.
5: One of the reasons of that too is is many times teens characters are played to be really obnoxious to watch. Yeah. You know, and that makes it. And and I'm not saying that's anybody's fault, but it's just the way the storyline is written. It's like right. oh, that character is just so hard to watch because they're so obnoxious.
1: Huh. No, uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a really good point, I think, in terms of why some people have an aversion to teen storylines on soaps. But mm-hmm. while you were talking, something struck me.
3: Tori's
1: parents, one of them is a publicist,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: you mentioned that you come from sort of a, a background with publicists.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Is there some sort of secret connection here?
5: Yeah, imagine that, right?
1: Dun, 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 there's that
5: music again. <laughs> a nice segue. Let's tr- let's take that segue.
1: <laughs> it's all yours. Take it away. <laughs>
5: well, um, for those that don't know, that Jillian Clare is actually my daughter, and I'm Susan Bernhardt, and she's, you know, been in the business, and I've been her publicist for a long time, too. And, you know, we've kind of kept it low-key, but, you know, we made a conscious decision about a month ago we re- released the show mm-hmm. that we knew that this, this was the time to let people know because it's something we're very proud of. Jillian's about to turn 18. We don't have to worry about, you know, it was a lot of it was we dropped her last name in the business a long time ago when she first got into acting at six years old just because we loved Jillian Claire and we loved the name Claire and we didn't want to do like Jillian Claire Bernhardt we didn't want the three name thing and we thought you know what we'll just drop it so she's Jillian Claire but she's also really Jillian Claire Bernhardt stunning the secrets to come out (laughs) but you know what it's it's really funny because it's like I said we made a conscious decision about a month ago that this was the time to let people know that it was a mother-daughter creative team that came up with Misbehaved because you know we're really proud of it and we're really proud of the accomplishment that we've put together you know as a team and hopefully this is just the first of many projects that we produce together
1: one of the other th- you mentioned that this is just one of many and we have about oh about a minute until the next break uh, apparently mm-hmm. the the show is the series is being really well received because you're going to start filming a second season in just
5: we are a week. we are we're very excited about it, and I've been busily writing. I think we're only doing ten episodes for second season, okay. but because we have so much hype right now, I want to get it—you uh, know—get another block of episodes done. They're going to be a little bit longer, and our season finale for ep- for season two will be probably fifteen minutes. We're really going to try to stretch that whole web content and make it longer.
1: That was actually one of my other questions uh, just before we go to the break. Is there anything limiting? by the fact that most web series are topping out at eight minutes per episode. No,
5: you know, and that's one thing um, my distributor and I have talked about. You know, they started off a uh, few years ago about two minutes each. Yeah. And and they've consistently grown. Um, second season for us are going to be about ten minutes each, and like I said, I'm working on the lo- the number ten episode, the 12 to 15 minutes long. Wow. Yeah. I have that's... a lot of stuff to tell them. So, so I have to make it that long.
1: Okay. Well, that's good. And, <laughs> and I have a lot of stuff to tell because we have more to talk about with Misbehave. So we're going to take mm-hmm. a quick commercial break, and we're going to come back with more in just a little bit on Central Live.
4: Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than soapcentral.com. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, soapcentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow.
4: the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
0: You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want a dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to
1: our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. We're getting crowded here. We have quite a number of guests who are waiting to talk to you. So, and I also wish you guys could hear what goes on in the commercial breaks. You're missing uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> So let's get right to it. It's been about ten years since I've had the opportunity to chat with my next guest. She's an Emmy-nominated actress known for her work as Nancy on Days of Our Lives. But even if you've never seen an episode of Days, you're probably familiar with some of her other work. So let's find out about some of that work by welcoming Patricia Darbo to the show. Hi, Patricia.
6: Hi there, everyone. Waited tables at Musso and Frank's. Let's see, I also waited tables at the N.W. Root. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Well, that's not quite the work that I had, <laughs> I had in mind, but it'll work. It'll do. Some of the kids, some of the kids that are maybe Jillian's age, maybe a little older than Jillian, will remember me from Step by Step as Aunt Penny, and the the fathers will remember me as from In the Line of Fly- Fire with Clint Eastwood or Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. A lot of films like that, Seinfelds, and all kinds of stuff.
1: Well, one of the things that I think uh, a lot of people do remember and associate you with was having the opportunity to play the role of Roseanne Barr in uh, a biopic on television. Yeah, well, and, it was good to be the queen. Well, I'm wondering, <laughs> is it more challenging to play a role that people already know or to play one that's sort of made up from scratch? Um,
6: well, you know, sort of, I mean, when you're doing something from scratch, then you, you have a little bit more creativity. And, and But one of the things that I tried very hard not to do when I played Roseanne was to not fall into the cliché or the, 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 the things when Saturday Night Live would poke fun of her, the things that they would do, um, you know, to keep her being a real person, um, since it was about their lives, and that, I think, is the most important thing. So it's hard when you're doing a real person to make sure that you don't make them um, just a, uh, a cliché uh, and that you keep them real. <laughs> it's always good if you get to create the parts.
1: I can imagine, and just being able to put your, your sort of hands into everything.
6: That's when it's always good. It's like um, Del Shores, um, who is a wonderful writer, wrote um, several shows that I did for him. One of which uh, was called Daddy Stein, Who's Got the Will, and I got to originate that on stage. I got to take it to um, uh, Edinburgh, Scotland, to do the festi- uh, theater festival there, and then I got to reprise my role in the film. Wow! So uh, that I mean that was that was wonderful because I did create her completely.
1: One of the – I'm trying to figure out how to segue into what I wanted to ask about next, but you went from one challenging role, which I think would be Roseanne, to another challenging role, at least in my head, and that was voicing some sheep. In the movie Babe.
6: <laughs> well, if you're an actor, you have to be versatile. So I, I was like, I was
5: like, Bob, "I am you, Bob, I am you, to your Oh my gosh, Katrina, <laughs> that was
6: you. Here, here I thought, here I thought <laughs> That's that my dark, dark secret lived in there. Uh, my my wow. deep dark secret, yes. Oh my and gosh, you all along. How
1: how does one go about, uh, researching? Did you take some trip to farms? Did did you call your (laughs) sheep friends? Okay honey, when was the last time you heard a sheep talking? Come on! (laughs) Actually, the other night, I had had a little bit too much. <laughs> well,
6: that's where we found our voices, too, within the bar.
3: <laughs>
1: okay. Now, something that I find interesting, for folks who've listened to the show, they know that my original path was towards medicine, and I had every intention of being a doctor. Uh, obviously, I'm not. But something going back and reading your biography, Patrika, was that you used to be according to the biography, an account manager, a credit manager. Yes. And
6: something... I was, uh, uh, if people know about the J.B. Lansing sound speakers, I was the credit manager for that company for a long time. I um, also worked for another company, but I had a man who, this is probably where I learned to speak, well, some kind of animal, because I had a gentleman (laughs) um, at the company that I worked for after I left JBL that told me that I was a woman no more than a goat, and i was to never contradict him again
1: wow um
6: and i when i did stand up for a while i said Bye! <laughs> so i um, <laughs> didn't you know it's like I, I told the president of the company he had either 2 minutes 20 minutes 2 weeks but i wasn't working for that man again and he was lucky i didn't sue him wow well, you know, some people are just crazy.
1: <laughs> no, that I, yes, believe me, uh, I think everybody's aware of that. But I'm just curious, so it was, is that what was the spark for you to say goodbye to?
6: Yeah, it, you know what, the spark was when I was at JBL. But what happened is, you know, you're always, you get caught up with, like, um, am I really ready to give this up because I'm not a good waitress? That's the reason I got into that in the first place. I would dump food on people or something. And so <laughs> it was like, I don't think I should do this. Um, But it was, um, that was the spark that I didn't, I haven't worked, that was in the the early 80s, and I've totally only worked as an actor uh, since then, so. Hmm.
1: Well, now that you have made the uh, transition to this web soap that we're talking about, Misbehave, I'm wondering first, how did you come to learn about the project?
6: Well, fortunately, Susan told me about the project. We met, at, I'm, I think, at an event, and I said, well, I would love to do it if there's a part for me. And instead of making me the ditzy something else, she let me be a nice psychiatrist, and uh, um, well, which is I'm great. And um, so I get great. to work with these children that have angst. And I'm sure somewhere <laughs> along the line I'm going to be working with adults that have angst. Or I hear that there's a certain gentleman coming on that I guess that Susan's going to tell you about. And I certainly hope I get to examine him.
1: Uh oh. Wait,
5: wait, wait. You're a shrink, honey.
6: Remember your shrink. (laughs) That's okay. I have a 9 to 5 job and then at 5.01. (laughs) Okay, so who is this that's got
1: her all in in a Twitter, Susan? Who is she talking about?
5: She's talking about Eric Markov is joining our second season as a client. Tori and Billy's mom, the Queen, he's coming on as a movie star. And again, if we go back to the story of um, the Queen story, which is in my network pilot, featured in there heavily, too. So I thought, why not start bringing a couple of the characters over to Misbehave? And it worked out. So you'll see him in season two um, in the first episode. And, just and not
6: only is he a good actor, he's a wonderfully nice person and very proud of his kids, loves his wife. He's a nice person.
5: He's the best. Uh, Eric is, yeah, and he's actually one of my PR clients. Oh. Okay. Well, when I babysit his kids.
1: Oh, okay, so it's a whole, uh, this is just one, seven degrees, not even seven degrees, one degree <laughs> of, of oh. yeah, So
5: Yes. <laughs> I, so, hey, I, I like that one. Well, no, you know, we so have much. Darren Brooks, obviously from uh, Days of Our Lives in our season one too, playing the playing the um, school teacher that Jillian's character is crushing on all the time too, and he's just nuts. <laughs> that <You know, laughs> <not> he is <laughs> kidding,
1: but it's amazing. Okay, let's let's go back just a little bit since that was one of my questions that I didn't have a, a chance to finish Jillian's segment. What is going on between Tori? And Mr. Owens, it's it's a little bit reverse Mary Kay Letourneau in my head, but you tell me.
2: Well, I mean, I can't really tell you much. I mean, you have to watch to, to understand what's happening. Um, but you know, Darren is a wonderful guy. I've never really worked with him before. Our characters didn't, well, our characters crossed paths, but my character was aged up before I actually got to meet him on Days of Our Lives. So, um it was wonderful finally working with him and he's an incredible guy and he's so sweet and he came on and we shot all of his episodes in one day which was incredible wow. all the scenes. And um yeah, we were lucky to have him. He was he's amazing. He's such a good actor.
1: Let me switch back to Patrika and ask, having been obviously on daytime for with days of our lives to now this web soap, what are some of the differences for you as an actress between traditional daytime and this new sort of genre of online soaps
6: that question was
1: for who? I'm sorry Beth, that's for Patrika
6: oh okay, I'm sorry I, I well I, everything that we're doing right now is very fast um, we we shoot it very fast we shoot it very efficiently as we're shooting it fast it also looks great um, it does if, if, if you've seen the episodes if, if I tell you we're shooting them for a dollar versus a regular soap opera shooting something like that for $100,000, it's that kind of... We don't have that kind of budget yet, but we have the quality that they do, but we're only shooting short segments. We have the quality and we have segments. the
5: professionalism.
6: I'm sorry? You know,
5: we have a great crew, too, that's willing to do so much for us for...
6: You know, that's what I'm saying. We,
5: you know, we're shooting,
6: and we're down and dirty with our shooting. We, um, it's the creative people who all want to work um, and create something for themselves. And I think that's what the episode, this one in particular, offers to people. It um, it offers you an, an opportunity to play a role that you might not have played before. Um, gives um, our producers and um, mothers and daughters a, a chance to be more creative in another field that they haven't been before. Uh, it, it's just it's wonderful. it's just that you realize that you need to come prepared, you need to be on top of things and it's kind of like um i I think community theater is probably in the fact that it's a community thing. everybody's working hand in hand with each other and helping one another. There's nobody that has a uh, i 'm a star and i 'm not doing that or um, i, I don 't do lights or i don 't move a piece of magazine from another place. Everybody helps one another, and I think that camaraderie is is wonderful and very evident in our
1: show i I, I agree uh, from watching it again there's I believe Five or six episodes up. For fans who want to check it out before we take to our next break, you can go over to Misbehave.tv. It's M-I-S-S-B-E-H-A-V-E dot TV. And you can watch all of the episodes there. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. And I have some questions for our guests this week that are inspired by some of the episodes of Misbehave. So these are some questions that you're not going to want to miss. Stay tuned for more of Soap Central Live after the break.
4: For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, shamanic technologies of consciousness and success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and I'm joined this week by some of the cast and crew of Misbehave, a new online soap opera. My guests are Susan Bernhardt, Patrika Darbo, and Jillian Clare. And Patrika was nice enough to stick around for another segment so she can answer the burning question that I've been getting in my email box. Are you ready? Yes. The question is, and from the moment I posted that you were going to be a guest on this week's show, they started flooding in. People wondering if there's any chance that they'll ever see you on Days of Our Lives again.
6: You know, that it was some of the most fun I ever had, and should they ask, I would go back, but I don't think they'll ask. Um, I think the way the budgets are going and the fact that my story was created by a writer that left two writers or three writers ago. Um, at this point, I don't think so because you know damn good and well if Nancy was there, there would not be this kind of stuff going on with her daughter <laughs> Chloe because Chloe, first of all, her mother wouldn't put up with her foolishness but then she would certainly go after Vivian and Crystal Chappelle's characters.
1: I think it's actually just uh, created some really good visuals. I'm sure there's uh, people putting pen to paper <laughs> know, in.
6: Nancy's, Nancy's a take-no-prisoners kind of person and her daughter is the the all end-all, and she, she and Craig would certainly find a way to fix that right now <laughs> under no certain circumstances. And I think I'd like to take Vivian on or Crystal on. I think it would be fun.
1: I, I agree. I think that would actually be a lot of fun. So if maybe um, we can convince Susan to create a companion series for days of our lives. to
2: <laughs>
1: <Well, laughs> have this, It would be, it would
6: be wonderful to our... tell all those friends that wrote in to you. They can write in to me. It's very nice.
1: Absolutely, I'll make sure I do that. into
6: until date they want to stop.
1: I have some rapid fire questions. I'm going to pose them sort of to each of you. These are inspired by episodes of Misbehave. Get ready. We'll start off with Jillian. Okay. What do you remember about kindergarten? That was one of the things that came up, uh, a discussion. There was some kindergarten mentions in the very first episode of Misbehave. So I'm wondering, do you remember anything about kindergarten?
2: Yes, okay. I had this little boy who was my neighbor. He lived like five houses up from me. And one day we were um, all in line to go back into the class from P.E., and we were going to our homeroom and he came running by and he kissed me on the cheek and then he kept running by. It was the cutest thing in the entire world, my best kindergarten memory.
1: I barely remember kindergarten, but uh, <laughs> it's not about me, but we're going to move on and we're going to ask, Susan, do you have a kindergarten memory that sticks out in your mind?
5: Well, you know, it's funny. I must, must run in the blood because mine wasn't running by with a kiss. Mine was on the mat taking a nap, and a little boy, he, he literally scooted his mat over to my mat, and he kissed me and then scooted it back.
1: Children are fresh. Wow. it's amazing. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Patricia. let's talk about maybe a kindergarten memory that sticks out in your mind.
6: Well, mine was the teacher gave, uh, gave me a, a sheet of mimeographed ducks and told me to pass them out to all the kids. She didn't tell me to take one and pass them out to all the kids and my mother told me, Don't ask for anything.
2: <laughs>
6: so I sat there while everybody was coloring and then the teacher came by and said, Where's your duck? And I said, You didn't tell me I could have one. <gasps> <gasps> I didn't have a duck.
1: <laughs> I'm That's just wondering how many listeners day. how many listeners out there are trying to figure out what a mimeograph is and are running to the <laughs> Google cage. I
6: know. That shows how long ago I was <laughs> kindergarten.
1: one of the other things that came up was a little bit of talk about cookies we talked about cake with Jillian and cake batter but I'm wondering what's your favorite type of cookie we'll go around the the circle again we'll start with Jillian
2: chocolate chip I'm classic I I love my chocolate I eat way too much chocolate I'm addicted
1: Susan did a a little boy scoot up to you in kindergarten and offer you chocolate chip cookies
5: No cookies, but I, uh, yeah, she gets that chocolate from her dad. That's not me. I'm a snickerdoodles person myself.
1: Ooh, that sounds tasty, too. Mm Mm-hmm. And, Patrica?
5: I like those devil
6: food cookies. You know, the cookies with the crisp chocolate outside wrapped around devil's food cake. Yeah. Those are my favorite.
1: I now know why this show makes me hungry. It's not talking. It's thinking about food all the time. (laughs) Now, we're going to, I wish we could figure out a way here. Uh, to put the mute on, but you're right near her, so it's not going to matter. But Jillian, what's the biggest lie you've ever told?
2: The biggest lie I've ever told?
1: <laughs> you don't have to answer because I know your mom is on the line, but it was one of the questions that I had before I knew of your secret connection.
2: I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever lied about anything that's like extremely important. I don't even think I've lied before. Wait a <gasps> second can we Can we go around i'm going to sit here and think about it.
1: I thought it would be more fun to ask you i don't know we have, I have other questions. I just needed to toss that out there for sure the the no, i
2: I've, I've been always extremely close to my parents, so I've never really lied about anything
1: that's a good thing
2: yeah, it's <laughs> It makes me a little un, un, uninteresting right now, but that's okay. <laughs>
1: it keeps you out of trouble i I hear yes. that the uh the executive producer of of Misbehave is listening, so <laughs> Be
5: Yeah, give me something here so I can you know write about it in the show. Uh-huh. I can tell fun secrets.
1: Oh, My lies!
5: I don't know. Maybe
6: I think um, I think if you really work for a living, your biggest and you're an actor, whether you're a waitress or whatever, your biggest lie is to your boss, going, "I've got a toothache. I've got to go to the dentist." Um, I have, um, you know, the roof fell in, i got to do something, my car didn't start, that's why I'm late, and, you know, those are the kind of lies that I can remember that being the biggest lies is jeopardizing your job by telling a really huge, huge opera like that.
1: I don't have that luxury. I'm my own boss, so I, I uh, well, <laughs> figure out my lies as soon as I be tell them. It's your own boss. One of the other things, and we are, ooh, we're actually almost out of time for the show, but this is uh, this could be an interesting one. Do you have any bad habits that you wish you could break? Again, this is these are all questions that have been inspired by misbehaved. So if you're out there listening and you're hearing some of these questions and wondering, ooh, those are sort of juicy, you definitely need to check in and see all these characters and, and what their bad habits are, what their biggest lies are. So let's go go to Susan, so you didn't get to answer in the last round. Do you have any bad habits that you wish you could break?
5: You know, I don't know if this is really a bad habit, but it's something, and I know Jillian will say amen to this. I have a tendency to over-worry about things that are a little bit out of my control. And I don't know if that would be considered a habit or a trait or what it is, but I'm a worrier. I worry about everything. I inherited it from my mom, but luckily, Jillian, I don't think got that gene quite as bad as I have it.
1: <laughs> Jillian, did you inherit that gene?
5: No, I did
2: not. I'm actually pretty okay with stuff. I don't really worry about anything unless it has to do with my animals.
1: <laughs> and Patrica?
6: Oh, mine would probably be avoiding the gym <laughs> for any... In- oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one, like... um. Yeah, I think maybe I have to do something. I can't get to the gym today. That would be my one thing, you know. So but I have to tell you that um I being a jock at the same time, like this past weekend I played baseball on Billy Blanks' team, um, and uh one of the people came into second base, whacked my knee, threw out my hip flexor and <laughs> so much my charity was back in the chiropractor's office. So
1: Oh wow. Oh my oh no. god.
2: So my oh husband no. would say
6: that my worst habit is the fact that I don't say no.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad that none of you said no to being on the show this week. Uh we're it's unfortunately out of time. I hope that you guys enjoyed your time on the show.
2: Definitely.
1: I'd like to thank all of my guests this week Susan Bernhardt, Patrika Darbo, and Gillian Clare. Please be sure to check out misbehave. At misbehave.tv. Again, that's miss, M-I-S-S-B-H-B-E-H-A-V-E. Apparently there was going to be a spelling test and I've failed it. You can also (laughs) like them on Facebook and that'll allow you to stay up to date with the series and find out when all the new episodes are available. And of course, I also want to thank everyone out there who has been listening. Please don't be mistaken. I told you there'd be at least one more before the end of the show. Please don't be mistaken. I'll be back here again next week with another edition of Soap Central Live.
5: Thank you, Dan. Thank Thank you guys very much for asking me.
1: (laughs) Thanks for coming.
6: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.